Instructional Designers and in Offices Drinking Coffee is brought to you by Domino, makers of Domino One, the cloud-based authoring tool for e-learning. Learn how your team can work together better at domino.com. That's D-O-M-I-N-K-N-O-W.com. Now, here's this week's episode. It's been so long. Oh, I should have warmed up. I should have warmed up. I've thrown my back out already, dancing so hard. In the front of my <laughs> I, think, I, think I, I think I pulled a hammy. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Good morning to everybody. Um, good afternoon for those of you who um, you know, celebrate afternoons um, and are joining us from some other locale where it, it isn't morning. Um, looking at those weather uh, reports, a quarter of inch of snow in Ireland, and it's our, everything's ground to a halt. And someone else <laughs> chimed in, that sounds like Texas, so yeah. No it is yeah. so cool to be back again, gang, after uh, being off for the holiday season. Happy New Year, everybody. 20, we're almost 20, reaching that point where it's too late to say that anymore. But. Right? Uh, no, it's still good. It's our first episode. We can do it. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, it, it kind yeah. of feels like wearing white after Labor Day or something. <laughs> There's some rule, right, that, that says uh, you can't Down say south, apparently that's a serious rule. Over, yeah. Chris. That's over. <laughs> Very cool. Hey, gang, guess what? Um, we have Allison Rossett joining us here today. Allison, it's your first time here with us. So uh, introduce yourself to the folks who've joined us uh, for today's session. Well, uh, good morning. <laughs> I'm coming to you from uh, just sun rising in San Diego now. It's been uh, raining and raining and raining these atmospheric rivers. Um, but not today. Today, beautiful. Nice. So uh, let's see. What can I tell you about myself? For decades, and I see lots of former students online here, so that's fun. F fun for me. Um, I hope fun for them, too. Uh, for years, I was a professor at San Diego State teaching in instructional design and technology. And... Um, did work with lots of organizations around, around the world, really. Um, I was active in what was called ASTD then, uh, very active in ISPI as well. Uh, yeah, that's, I'm reading the, the chat. Yeah, that was my book, First Things Fast, analysis book. Also a book on performance support, job aids and performance support. Another one called Beyond the Podium. You can guess what that means about. Uh, there's a technical glitch. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, I don't know. Folks are saying that everything seems to be buffering for them. So hmm. that's a very odd thing. That is weird. I was having so much fun with it. No kidding. <laughs> I don't um, know. So yeah. many folks. Now we'll it just... is back. It's back okay. now. Okay. Well, we'll check in with the Crowdcast uh, okay. team. The so as I was providers. saying, yeah, years at SDSU as a prof, um, years doing real live projects in the real world for 
technology companies and financial institutions and government agencies and community colleges, places like that. Uh, lots, lots of emphasis on um, work with my graduate students and former graduate students in um, practicum experiences, field experiences. Uh, I'm a believer. Uh, let's see what else would I, I, I said I wrote books. Mm -hmm. um, I had absolutely nothing to complain about, although I, you know, I could complain <laughs> about a, this person or that heat wave, but mostly I was blessed. And uh, now I'm not a hundred percent retired, but mostly retired. Sure. Do the occasional project or speech over there. Nice. And uh, yeah, I can travel. I'll give you an example of travel. And so I went to Morocco early October, my partner and I, and uh, day one, morning one, took a walk in Casablanca. What could be more romantic mm. than Casablanca? And uh, I tripped and I fell and I fractured my knee in a couple of places, patella and distal femur, if you like details. And so I had to fly home and have surgery. And so for three months, I've been waiting for it to heal. And now it's mostly healed, but of course, impaired. So I'm limping about, although you'll not be able to tell. Your, your chair dancing was totally on par. Oh, I can chair no, dance no, forever. No, right no, on tra point. no trace of a limp at all in, in your chair dancing. <laughs> right. I think I can even um, dance a little bit, but it hurts. Of all the gin joints in all the world, she had to fall down in mine. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, anyway, so that's, that's my story. Uh, that's my background. And... Um, well, here we are today. Yeah, we can yeah. we can kick it off a little bit and maybe just uh, talk a little bit of shop <clears throat> while we have you here. And uh, you know, just because you've been around the block in our industry a few times, and some oh, things have yeah. changed probably since uh, since you started back in the day. That's uh, we always have to throw that in. <laughs> uh, you know what's. Um, something I see a lot going around or something that I think a lot too is like, you know, when, you know, so much seems to change, but yet so much stays the same, <laughs> you know, is there, has there been anything that kind of, uh, you know, hits you as, is ringing true in that sense? Yeah, I think that's very true. I think, let me start with how it all stays the same. Um, <laughs> We are still aggravated by the lack of transfer, by the failure of supervisors to coach and follow up, uh, by the greatest programs not, necessar not necessarily being systems and not transferring into, into the real world. Uh, I think there's still skepticism that surrounds us. And for those of us who've been involved with technologies since the technologies were, you know, multimedia slideshows, goddess help us. Uh, they were terrible then. <laughs> but we have much better technology today. And yet, look what happened during the pandemic. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's a failure for the system, of course, but it, it's also a failure for us. Mm -hmm. um, 
teachers had no clue. Yeah, sorely School districts had no clue. And I mean, you could say they didn't have enough technology, but I think it's much more that they didn't have enough wherewithal. They didn't have enough strategy. They didn't, you know, they thought that what teachers had to do was transfer the teacher experience, you know, to Zoom. Oh my God, six-year-olds listening to Zoom for minute upon minute upon hour upon hour. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They didn't learn? I'm shocked and speechless. I mean, the, <laughs> the, whole, the whole difference between synchronicity and asynchronicity is lost on the universe. So, I mean, there's a lot of, there's, yeah, there's a lot that's still the same. At the mm. same time, um, what, oh, what happened? Light bulb Joe wants to know what happened in the pandemic. Well, what happened? Yeah, there you go. She got it. I eventually <laughs> explained myself. It took me a little bit to, <laughs> to get there. But yeah, during the pandemic, kids, schools closed. Maybe not where you are, but I can tell you they closed here and they closed in LA and they closed in San Francisco, closed in New York City. Um, and teachers had to deliver via technology. Yeah. Oh, what a disaster. And it also gave parents line of sight into what goes on in, in education. And I'm not talking about the technology part of it. I'm talking about the, this is how they teach whatever. Yeah. Oh my, that created much more pushback and involvement and engagement from parents. They remembered their role, which might have yeah. really been the way to start this whole thing with we're going to have to shift to more technology. What's going to be the role of the teacher? What's going to be the role of the parents? Let's redesign this. Let's get our hands on some good software and so on and so forth, as opposed to putting fourth graders in Zoom forever. Or I Adults mean, can't I focus for that long on a Zoom call and we expected our kids to. <laughs> and, and these weren't even effective Zoom calls. These are horrible <laughs> content dumps. Um, and so, and parents walked by and they saw. Yeah. 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 This Harry Lesage, I don't know you, but I think you're right. Teachers are already overtaxed. This is, this is asking them to do this, yeah. you know. And, and so quickly too, like here, we want you to, you've been doing it one way for so long, all of a sudden, now we want you to become technology experts and immediately spin yourself up on this tool. And oh, by the way, change the way you teach to be effective totally changed i mean the instructional strategies had to change and they didn't yeah it was one-way dump mm -hmm. you know i mean they did all these studies of kids who were paying absolutely no attention it's unbelievable and how did the how did the students how did the teachers endure it yeah i mean most teachers want to be successful and and so for our field i think it you know obviously it's certainly not mostly on us but it is somewhat on us. It did not show what we can do. Yeah, sadly, right? And it's not like we haven't had a few decades or so to be able to show the world what it is <laughs> instructional design can do and what technology can do and what good instruction looks like. And how you have to change the roles, how counselors and principals and teachers and parents and students all have different roles in the new system, yeah. right? I mean, it wasn't going to work. I mean, yeah. they needed to use the computers for what the computers do well. 
I used to need to use the teachers for what the teachers do. Well, even if they, I mean, maybe I'm thinking San Diego, but you know, bring the kids together outdoors. I went, I was over in Balboa park in the middle of the pandemic and all these choruses were outside on hills spread apart, six, seven feet apart, practicing their singing. Lovely. Of course. Now I, I maybe can't do that in Ottawa, but well, not, not for six months of the year, seven months of the year. Hey, six months is better than zero. Right. All right. Yeah. School boards. That's, that's another one. Right. Right. So, yeah. It's uh, yes, Cena, it, Dana mode. I agree with you. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we're, we've, we've now excoriated everybody. <laughs> what a great way to start. That's exactly how yeah, we yeah, love yeah, the yeah. conversation to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so well, that's what's the same. What is better? I think we have some. I was uh, looking at a, a piece that Will Talheimer did about uh, data on effective uh, training and some studies by the old study by Salas and the newer studies by Garavan et Tal. So I think we have data that we can share with people. But the problem is, you know, CEOs and COOs and line leaders, heads of sales, heads of manufacturing, heads of compliance, do not want to read those studies. Nobody really wants to read those studies. <laughs> um, they don't. Uh, what, what they've got, uh, what, what we need to do, is to show actual impact value delivered. Increased sales, uh, delighted customers, return business, you know, fewer callbacks, but you know, whatever the metrics are that matter in your organization. Um, increased enrollments, I don't, you know, it doesn't really matter what it is. Uh, increased use of the online platforms, uh, the content systems, proper use of it at the moment of need, when it's, when the time occurs, uh, an engaged workforce that believes they're learning, uh, salespeople who believe if we're rolling out new products that we're going to get a wraparound experience. Yes, we'll have some coaching and some classes and we'll have some performance support tools that'll help us answer questions and determine the readiness of customers for different aspects of the product. Um, I mean, it, we can't just think about things and in, in, we have, can't think about what we're going to do. We're ha we have to think about what it's going to do to those people. Right. And how they're going to be better for it. Yeah. We're, we're it's not going. our, it's not our show. It's the audience's reaction and the changes they make. Yeah, we, we're still an Echo industry. So many of us um, in, in this space, we're still very much focused on, you know, content, right? Let's uh, and and the, the simple metrics of bums in seats or completions, um, you know, maybe some past scores to, to say that, oh, look, people learned or, or what have you. Um, and we're still in a, a, a field. I was going to say an industry, but I, I, let's maybe talk about it as a field where so many of us come into it, uh, you know, sideways. We learn um by apprenticeship from the folks around us etc so um there's still so much work to be done to just even get people who are starting in the field uh to the to a baseline 
to be able to even think about those things that you're discussing, which is actually about, you know, measuring, um, you know, impact on bottom line, reduction of risk, you know, any of those those other things that, that really should be should be our goal. We're still so much in a model, uh, too often anyway, of, of here's information and we're going to, you know, push it at you. Yeah. How much, and you know, how much effort can we exert? How many classes did we roll out? Not what the heck difference did it make to the problems that resonate for people in the field? And I mean, that's where you got to start. It's a needs analysis question. And then why do they have those problems? Yeah, if it's new stuff, of course, there's going to be some information and some training and some coaching. And distributed is better than single shot experiences, of course, of course. But, I, you know, I think most of the people, certainly people who are sitting up here with us today, um, they know that. Mm -hmm. They know that. Yeah. You know, their biggest challenges are getting partnerships going with the line, uh, insinuating the right messages to wrap around people, things that they use at the moment of need, like sidekick performance support that helps them, you know, fix an engine, install of this. Uh, repair a, a whatever. I was looking at a, a job aid, a Keebler's cookie job aid, a sidekick. And basically it shows you, I swear there's a picture of this, of how to dip a Keebler cookie into a glass of milk. Nice. Like that. That's a sidekick. Versus the other kinds of performance support, which we shouldn't forget, which are like planner kinds of performance support. Am I ready to get married. Uh, is this the right person for me? Is this a good candidate for the product I want to sell? I want to use some business examples too, but like that, uh, uh, did this work? Was I successful? Here's a, a set of guidelines or checklist. Nobody needs to memorize 11 items on a checklist, give it to them. And that's a form of performance support. I want to know if my document my executive summary meets the standards and is ready to zip out and go. Okay, it needs to have these 11 things. You don't have to memorize that. Mm -hmm. In fact, if I were developing a how to do executive summaries program, it's certain that would be part of it. I would give them tons of good examples. I would have them identify errors. They want to give them, <clears throat> am I ready to, I'd give them a planner performance part. Am I ready to do? this executive summary, do I have all the information gathered? Do I know to who, for whom I'm writing it? And then a sidekick performance support, something that lets me, helps me fill it in, put it all mm -hmm. together. And then planner, which has me look back and make sure all the pieces and parts are ready to go. Zip, gone. So it's, a, it's, it's that blend, it's all those things put together. I did several studies of assessment, to your point, Chris, about evaluations and all of assessments in huge companies where we looked at, you know, learning organizations for these multinational companies. How are they doing? Probably looked at three or four of them over the course of my career. How are they doing on the subject of evaluation of the impact of learning? And the results were grim for the most part, you know, Thanks. Flap sheets, bodies in seats, <clears throat> not even metricing the use of various content systems, performance support. Not, I mean, 
impact on the things that, that got them going in the first, first place, which was errors or callbacks or sales or whatever, whatever. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we could just ask chat GPT to write the, uh, to write that little, to, to write the executive summary, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently you can these days, which is really strange. And I, I guess that's the, the, the latest shiny object for everybody in our industry, but I don't know if we want to go there. <laughs> I don't know enough about it to go there, although I have read, of course, the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times and uh, yeah, a million other people on this uh, subject. Yeah. And I've looked at the examples where Judy Bloom couldn't tell whether it had been written by a whatever it was, a fifth grader, or it had been written by Chat GPT. Judy Bloom, you know, the mm -hmm. kids writer? Yeah. My nieces loved yeah um and she couldn't tell and neither could a fifth grade teacher and you know they yeah. they got it wrong mostly um <clears throat> listen yeah oh look i'm less and akamatsu elves use job aids right to deliver to the children <laughs> i hope so uh very important uh, hey who doesn't keep a list of what kids want or mention that they want. It's a, it's a form of a job aid. For <laughs> sure. Who could remember all that? <laughs> yeah, I could remember. So I don't know about chat GPT and writing a good executive summary, but I'd say it'd probably be a pretty good start. And where we would come in, humans, yeah. would be in tailoring it to the, to the, to, to the people who can read that thing. Right. Yeah. I remember doing a project for the government, which was, wasn't about executive summaries, but it was about reports, writing reports, not an emphasis on the writing, but on the reading of the report. So they would be useful. And what we found was that there wasn't enough concentration on who was going to get the report and what they needed to do with it. Right. Much more concentration like us. They weren't so different from us. We're writers in some ways. Yeah. And of course, that was with my students. That was always a key variable. Good writer, going to be probably good instructional designer, instructional technologist. Why? Because good writer is audience focused. Good instructional designer is audience and context focused. What's there? What's coming at them? What do they have to use? So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think this is something. Everybody's talking about Chat GPT. Uh, I uh, yeah, think that well, what's the answer? We got to try it. Right. Give it a go. I'd be very interested in hearing from you about what's working. Tell me if it, I'm interested in hearing about how it's going in your work. Yeah, I'm interested. I want to know. There yeah. you go. Well, we're going to we're going to do at least one episode on it here coming up. But I'm certain this year we're going to probably do a lot more than just one. So it'll be probably a hot topic all of 2023. Yeah. Well, Going one thing forward. we know. Uh oh, buffering again. Oh darn, darn it. it. Something's up with Crowdcast my... today. We have too many people on. We're we're breaking it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we broke the system. I'm sorry, folks. That's all right. It's all right. I, hey, we I don't think it's up. We could if it had been yesterday morning, we were having such a storm, I would have said it was the water affecting, we had a leak in a closet, oh, nasty business. Mm, uh, yeah, is having issues. yeah, it's probably, <laughs> it's, it's probably my internet. Smart, smart dude here. Yeah. So, anyway. well. so you asked what was good. 
there's a lot good. The technology is yummy. People are living their lives using mobile devices to do so many things for them. And, you know, if I were working in, you know, in an organization today, whether it was a hospital, a community college or IBM, I, I'd be thinking, how can I add, do not offer anything that doesn't include, if you're doing a class, great, but it's got to include the use of this afterwards for distributed practice, for knowledge of results, for community. And it's got to include the bloody supervisor. Conversations with the supervisor. Uh, I remember a really good pharmaceutical company that I worked with, and they said, we are not allowed to do sales training unless we have a role built in afterwards going on into time for the supervisors. Hmm. We gave them, they gave them materials to use for conversations, cases, and problems. Nice. Did it work? I think it did. That was nice. Yes, that was nice. So it's, it's what we need to do today too. Nothing, nothing has changed in that regard. I remember the, just mentioning mobile learning and I, I just, and I saw a name in uh, as one of our attendees today, and is Judy Brown. Is it the? Uh, She's Judy? here. I is, saw. Yes, Judy. Uh, is Judy, oh, is, Judy? Is it the same Judy Brown, That's or is this? You bet it is. Yo, Judy, I make, love you. So glad you're here. She also Judy makes from Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Right. Judy from Wisconsin, but she goes other places. too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where she was teaching at the time, I think. Anyway, sorry. Hey, hate to sidetrack, but the, the two the, the two conversations of the just in my brain just melded together so nicely. I just yeah, had, to give, her a, oh, you got had to give her a shout out here. Betsy yeah. Bruce is here. Antonia <sighs> Chan is here. Who else is here that I know from Andy McGuire's here from forever? Andy, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. A lot of, lot of names I haven't seen in a long time, but I, I'm glad well, you're all here. You know, I yeah. now. I'm glad you did. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for doing that. Yeah. I also, I, I, somebody mentioned and I, I just happened to put it in the description and then somebody asked if we were going to talk about it. So I might as well bring it up. You gave a great keynote at an event that I put on in San Diego a few years back on happiness. And it was yeah. so good. It was, and we don't have to talk about that specifically, but I just loved the idea of, I, you know, who owns a happiness? Is it our responsibility? Is it, you know, in the corporate workplace? And, and how do we, you know, make those, how do we become a part of that? And, or is it something we should even care about? Is this just, is it just silly? I think that's a really good question, Brent. Is it ours? And of course it's not totally ours and maybe it's not mostly ours, but it is in part ours. And I, you know, what it makes me think about is think about when you've been really happy in your life, things that gave you pleasure. And one of the things that gives pleasure is learning something. All right. I have a friend who tackled Spanish and she dragged her son along on this with her. She was a colleague of mine at the university and she dragged her son along in that endeavor. It was a wonderful thing for them together every summer to go down to Mexico and study. And of course, it's been great for his career. And it's been I mean, plus there was happiness that gave him joy. And I think about little things, learning to tap dance badly, Uh, you know, anything you learn learning about a new topic. Um, You know, I've been studying up on Ukraine. 
you know, I had some prejudice against Ukraine, the family from family history and being chased from village to village and shtetl to shtetl. My family yeah. had to escape. So I had to work, study. And it's, it's interesting and it's joyous to learn something. So number one, we're about learning and we're about helping people feel growth. So that means we're engaged with providing them with growth opportunities, encouraging them to be growthful and to self-assess and to pick goals and to provide a rich menu of ways for them to work-related grow and other ways grow, ready for retirement, marvelous performance support tools in that regard. So anyway, what, so what is, so I do think it's on our plate, not only on our plate, but on our plate. The other thing I would say about it is how um, that there are two pieces. I just actually saw a study on this maybe three days ago. Um, number one thing that makes people happy as they go through life, relationships. What can we do about that? How can we form groups within our organizations? How can we get them engaged with each other in meaningful ways? So relationships, that's the number one thing. So at work, it's relationships and of course, outside work. Then the other factor is purpose. What I do has meaning, right? It matters. I repair products. Uh, yesterday we had rain and so we had huh, a leak. So we called the guy who put in a new roof in 2019 and he immediately came out. So already he is a blessed being. <laughs> and, I mean, really, he came out yeah. the next day at 730 in the morning because because of my broken knee. I had to go to aquatic physical therapy and my partner had to deal. With, so we had a million things trying to. Oh, I had a meeting with you, Brent. <laughs> to practice crowdcast, so a million things going on, yeah. and uh, with a broken leg, and <clears throat> this guy is a roofer, and he has to learn new technologies, new products, new, and he was talking about his stuff that he does, and and that's that's good. I mean, that's yeah. if I had a bunch of roofers, and I have a friend who's a CFO for a. a a company that does um, cleaning. They clean industrial buildings all over the mm. world. There's so much involved in all that. Think yeah. about it. And how do you help those people? The first thing I'd be helping them is to get into community college, right? So they can develop the next set of possibilities. That's going to be a happier workforce. It's going to be a better workforce. Yeah. And how, then how can you tell them things? How can they become the super? I watched, I did a lot of work with <laughs> quick food. as used to call it fast food now. Quick food, mm. why that's better, but quick food. <laughs> and over the years, and with quick food, you know, one of the key things is how do you keep, how, how, do, how do they grow on the job? And then how do they grow to be the assistant store manager and the store manager and the regional? And I met amazing people without college degrees who are now regional managers who are doing amazingly well on t on difficult tasks it ain't easy to manage or well, you know to elevate performance in those stores yeah mm -hmm. yeah one of the other things that um about happiness uh, i've seen recently a few times floating through my feeds the um 
the effect that helping others has on our own happiness, which uh, led me to think, you know what, that's probably a lot of why so many of us in our space actually, you know, also derive value and, and happiness from, from our work, because we're the people who do get to help other people. Um, that's our, that's our job. So. Yeah. Totally agree. I can see it. Mm -hmm. yep. How do we, do we get to put that on our uh, annual, uh, our annual report in, in, uh, with the company? Uh, you I know, that if we're you write in a certain way, you get know. help from chat GPT. No, no <laughs> I, think, I think you could write this up in a way that would be compelling. Yeah, you know, I can see it, how I could write it up in a way that would be compelling. It'd um, be a whole different kind of take on a smile sheet, the happiness sheet. Oh, uh, <laughs> and, and look, well, if you want to talk about helping other people, okay, you've been to the new the rollout of the new software, but other people in your organization haven't been. How are you going to share it with them? Mm -hmm. Right? They yeah. all have questions about it. What are you going to help people become coaches of other people? You know, what mm -hmm. is what I, I was working on a little bit of work yesterday, believe it or not. And I was thinking about coaching again. I had done, oh, I don't know how many coaching projects, adding yeah. technology to coaching systems. And so what's coaching? It's three things. Training people. Some presentation, some uh, requests for performance, some assessment, knowledge of results, training. It is. You want to, if you're coaching somebody, you want to help them be a better, whatever, diagnostician. Uh, num integration. Help them go where the other oncologists go for lunch once a month or where the other real estate professionals go once a month. Integration into what we who do this do. And there was a, a, a study at Xerox, a guy named Orr, I think is his name. He found that even though the materials this is years back, were, weren't up to date, right? The how to do this and the how to do that for the, for the Xerox uh, repair folks weren't up to date. They were managing to get it right somehow. And what they discovered is they had breakfasts together. And that's where they corrected each other and kept each other up to date, even though they hadn't updated the materials. That's, <laughs> I think that's pretty nifty. So training, integration, breakfast with the other repair guys and gals, and uh, motivation. How do you keep people doing the work, even if you're an oncologist, so many of the people you work with die? Or you're a real estate person and you don't get the listings for a couple of weeks. Train, integrate, motivate. That's what a coach does. It's not just one of those things. It's all three of those things. Yeah. And how do we add technology to that? Which mm -hmm. I think you know, people are writing about it here in our, our chat. Yep. Yeah, I think it's one of the things that I've loved so much about these technologies, especially like this, like being introduced to Crowdcast and before Crowdcast, it was a, a different app that I was using before. And to be able to do this in the early days, I would just I would go live every single morning with no plan, nothing at all. And I would just wait for people to show up in the chat and we would just have conversations. And it was my way of basically having water cooler conversations with my community of peers and colleagues. And, and everybody would ask me, you know, 
how do you do that? How do you do a, you know, a live stream every single day? And because I think in the back of their mind, it's like, oh, this has to be a production. It has to be planned. It has to be all this work. And I'm like, no, the technology is there for us to just hang out. You know, it's, it's kind of the, it's been the cycle. It's kind of how we got here to idiotic, you know, the same way. It's like trying to keep that same vibe of just let's be some peers hanging out, sharing with each other in the chat, have a guest on, you know, and, and have some fun. <laughs> Try to bring some happiness to folks. <laughs> Indeed. That's why I'm interested in happiness, because I want to be happy. Right? Well, I think that's a great point because we, you know, I think most people in our industry love to learn also. So it's, you know, we love to help other people learn because we like to learn. Every time you get a new project, it's a new topic that you get to learn about. And it's like, oh, yeah, I get to learn about something new. And it's always fascinating, you know, every because you got to dig deep. You know, it's our. It's not it's just topics, it's audiences. Oh, oh yeah, I people. Switch yeah. Audiences. Mm hmm. You know, mostly it was grad students, but it was also salespeople and, you yeah. know, in a pharma industry, but also salespeople in a technology industry. And we're, so then you switch content to repair and then you switch to senior citizens. And they're, I mean, really very, really community college instructors, blah, blah, very interesting. And if you get into them, of course, yeah. that's going to help you be good at the work. To give a hoot. Yeah, it's important to give a hoot. That's uh, that's what I always say. Also, <laughs> don't pollute. That's also important. Oh, definitely don't pollute. For sure. In, um, in the metaphorical sense of what we do, don't give people bad information. Don't give people bad experiences. Yeah, and or, or don't even you know, give it to them in the wrong context. <laughs> Speaking of context, right? Because that doesn't seem to work too well either. <laughs> nope, I agree. I mean, right. Littler bits contextualized where the mm -hmm. need emerges, of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, that's you what? Stuff. That's where that's where performance support uh where you started off in the early days and then where it's at today. And is it is today's performance support any different from yesterday's performance support or same same? Oh, I do. I think it's a, it's quite a bit better. I mean, performance support was very procedural, very sidekick oriented. You know how to tie a bandana, all the different ways you can tie a bandana, how to recipes, cook. Yeah, that's great stuff. Nothing wrong with that. But now we have many more planner kinds of performance support where you use them to, again, look at your executive summary. Does it have all the necessary parts? Am I ready to marry this person? Should I take out this loan? Am I qualified? I mean, we should be using that kind of performance support to qualify people into our, any kind of ex development experiences. Mm -hmm. um, that's where we, that, I mean, that's how often are we working with a group and they're not ready or they're too advanced or they, it just doesn't match. Yeah. Yeah. Sending out that, what would it be? A questionnaire of sorts or some sort of assessment ahead of time? What do we pretest <laughs> to see if they're ready? <laughs> you know, I worked in organizations where they, they did not allow pretests. They didn't allow post tests. They didn't allow <laughs> pretests. No, this is not uncommon, right? Out there. Yeah. I mean, but uh, uh, self assessments. 
are these the questions you're dealing with? Can you can you answer this question? Where you, it's much more self-oriented and readiness oriented. Gotcha. That's a performance support tool and it helps, mm -hmm. you know, you want to go to, you know, you want to go to this module, not, not that module because you'll suffer failure and failure reduces confidence and confidence is critical to motivation. That's yeah. what happened to the teachers during the pandemic. They weren't having success experiences. They yeah. didn't have those kids that smiled at them. <laughs> didn't but mostly i think kids do i hope and so if you're having failure experiences every day and you know you're shouting into the grand canyon my god no wonder they they've had teacher dropout issues huge teacher dropout issues well it's going to be interesting to see where that goes for sure but um, i think that might be a little bit outside of my realm of responsibility <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine too. My my kids have all aged out of uh, the the systems, so I don't worry about it so much anymore. <laughs> well, maybe you should. However, maybe we all should. I, yeah, I worry right. about it. I see the kids. Yeah. There's an elementary school one block away from my house. Very close, and uh, the little kid, the young kids. They're so bright-faced and so beautiful, really. They just, their eyes are... And I don't see it so much when they hit middle school. Now, I don't have a middle school right here, but I, you know, I don't see... I don't think it... They're not tuned in the way they are when they go into ready, and then they're not so ready, so... Yeah. And what about our people? What, what, what happens when you hire new consultants at a place like a PwC or a Deloitte? And they're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Yeah, right. Keep them bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. How do we do that? And that's what you want, obviously. Consultants yeah. have got to be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. <laughs> got to be motivated <laughs> every day. Yeah. No ERs yeah. allowed. If you're oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, uh, look, somebody's worrying about their grandkids. Ah, yeah. Good. Of course you do. Yeah. I'm worried about getting grandkids, but that's a whole nother different podcast. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I understand that could that could concern you. Right. Indeed. That point. would be nice. Yeah. I wish we had uh, some little ones right here in San Diego. That would be lovely. Oh, just man. lovely. Right. Well, boy, oh, well. Uh, Allison, this has been such a fantastic conversation. Thank you so much for being our first guest for 2023. 2023. How do you like them apples? How did it happen? I know, eh? Yeah. Well, it's a pleasure I, being here with you. It wasn't great getting up at 5:45 this morning, but I promised myself a little nap this afternoon. Great. Uh, Happiness. I think it'll be okay. I have a labradoodle sitting here at my feet, and mm -hmm. she and I are going to nap this afternoon. Get a little snuggle time in. It'll be good. I'll get some snuggle time with my labradoodle. <laughs> Uh, Allison, sure. thanks so much for joining us here. Um, you've pasted in your contact info a couple of times, but go ahead and paste I'll it. I'll do it, it again. Time. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. cheap. It, it, and a repetitive, uh, you know, emphasis. So uh, That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, you have to repeat things three times in order for people to get it. So maybe do it again really fast. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Um, of course, folks, 
um, idiotic. We're so glad to be back again uh, for 2023. Uh, but it all, you know, it all comes together because uh, of Domino Learning Systems, our sponsors, and the folks that uh, that Brent and I work for. And I'm just looking in my Word doc here to find my paste in link. There it is. Oh there it God. is. We're rusty. How can you take, you know, come back from holidays and you're relearning everything, right? <laughs> and, I know. Um, yeah, it's good. We've got a link in the chat there uh, back to the Domino website if you're interested in learning more. Um, yeah, or hit us up on the LinkedIn group. Here's a link for you. Uh, join us there and we can have more conversations <laughs> about good. what's going on. Awesome. There's the theme song. Let's dance on out, gang. Hope your 2023 is going to be awesome. You're all rock stars already. We'll see you next week. Indeed. And we also have a lot of great new guests coming up. So check out IDIODC.com and find out all of the other stuff coming at you. We'll see you on Wednesday mornings. Bye, Allison. Thank you.